0: I love that song, man. The first, the first time I heard that song, I cried, yo. I don't even like it. That sounds hella corny, but shit was fire. Like it just, like, you know. I remember exactly where I was when I first heard that. Mm.
1: This is Essential Tremors. I'm Lee Gardner. I'm Matt Byers. The idea behind this show is to have musicians and other creators talk about songs that shaped who they are. We're not looking for favorite songs, necessarily. We're also not looking for songs that they'd choose to take with them if they were stranded on a desert island. What we're looking for are songs that have significance to them. Songs that might have changed the course of their creative lives, or their lives in general.
0: I may wrap my job say go don't want to get them guns involved Do, 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 Cause do Cause your wifey Don't be calling the <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Hi. oh. mm.
1: Hip-hop artist Barrington Devon Hendrix Who records under the name JPEG Mafia Began his musical career in Baltimore in 2016 With his release Black Ben Carson However, it wasn't until 2018, in his album Veteran, that significant acclaim came to him and his ambitious, innovative, and challenging form of lo fi hip hop. His newest record, All My Heroes Are Cornballs, continues and even furthers his explorations in that same direction. The first song Peggy chose as being essential to him was Mini Moons by Janelle Monet.
0: I would say the first song, you know, this is this is kind of random, and this is not the first song chronologically, but I'd probably say one of the first songs that was like a pivotal thing for me was um, Many Moons by, uh, uh, is it called Many Moons? Many Moons by Janelle Monae off the of first, uh, uh, the Metropolis Suite uh, EP. So like, I was like maybe, I'm not sure, maybe 16 or 17. No, I was 17 when I first heard that. Or eight. No, I was, like, 18 when I heard that. And, like, um, I at the time, I never actually heard a song like that. I was, like, watching BT jams. I caught, like, the tail end of the video. And, like, it was, like, in space and, like, all this crazy shit. And then the beat sound. I don't know. I never heard a song like that, basically. And then I went and tried to, like, find the song. And I found the holy P. And that's how I discovered Janelle Monae, like, period. And, like, you know, um, she's one of my favorite artist. I have one of the songs tattooed on me. Um, but that song Many Moons, when I first heard that, I just never heard nobody spin. I never heard nobody that looked like me, that was like around my age, like spin like like a, uh, a, crea- a, cre- do a- create a world like that in a song. She had like a whole narrative. It was like robots and sh- she was in the future. Like this shit was well thought out and like, I loved it. And it was jamming. I never seen like like that like come all together to me so like uh, come together like that for me at the time but so that will probably be the first one that off the top of my head
2: how yeah. is that I mean I, I can hear the connection from what you're describing in your own stuff but how would yeah. you describe how that uh, that influence shows up in your current stuff well for me it just kind
0: of showed up like conceptually like the way she just like moved from, like, idea to idea while keeping a steady, like, kind of keeping, like, a steady, like, pace and narrative the entire time all the way until the end, and then everything just kind of breaks and just, like, dissipates. I, I, I find myself, like, kind of subconsciously maybe imitating that sometimes just because, like, maybe that's, like, one of the songs that is a foundation to me when it comes... It came at a pivotal moment when I was really, like, getting into my own groove musically. So, like, um, I think... That's probably the best way you can hear it. I don't, I don't, I don't really – I told this to um, Jeff Tweedy, right, of all people, but I told this to uh, Jeff Tweedy like a couple weeks ago. I don't really – because he asked the same thing. He was like, I don't really hear influence from me in you. And I was like, you wouldn't hear it – you probably wouldn't hear it like flagrantly, but I, I, I know what I was feeling when I made it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the influence really is. I don't wear influence on sleeves. It's more like a, um, a feeling.
2: So how old were you at this point? Where were you in your life? Where were you living? What were you doing?
0: I was about 18 and I was, uh, what was I doing? I was uh, either, no, I wasn't in the No, 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 I, I don't, I was just um, graduating high school and I was just filling the crib. And um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do in my life. I had no money. No <laughs> I don't know. I had no like life choices and like I think shortly after that I, I was I joined the military but like at the time I wasn't really focusing on anything. At that time I had stripped away like everything and just like tried to focus on the music.
2: So did you feel like you were so you your ears were obviously open, where you were you didn't know you were looking for this in particular though, right?
0: No. It's like it's one of those things it's like, you know, if you go back in time and see like and then, I'm not trying to make this comparison to me, I'm just trying to give context, but like go back in time to see like the first time Jimi Hendrix saw a guitar or some shit, just like, he might not have known, but that shit definitely probably made hella sense. Like immediately, as soon as he saw it, he was like, yeah. Maybe not like immediately yet, yeah, but like, yeah, when I heard that song, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going That's why I told you, I caught like two seconds of it. Like I was watching BT Jazz, I caught like two seconds of it, and I had to look it up afterwards, so I caught the tail end of it, and I was like, damn, this shit's laughing. So, yeah, I went back and found it because, yeah, I just the way it sounded got me in. And then once I like actually got to it, it, her whole image kind of kept me there forever. Uh,
2: Have you have you made contact with her since with your now that you're uh, a well-known, a well-known person?
0: Nah, I I want to, though. Um, I tweeted at her uh, like three years ago. I tweeted her the tattoo on my wrist, but she didn't respond. (laughs) I'll meet her one day, man, hopefully. But, I you know. You know it's like there's some people I want to meet and it's not even not necessarily want to even like work or like do anything like that I just want to meet them and and just show them that like what you were doing got me to where I am right now like you know what I'm saying like you it, like what you're doing really works you know like it really makes a difference like I saw you and like I'm here now like it's real so I I, I want to just like I would like to just meet her and just tell her that really. shake, shake.
1: The second song Peggy chose as being formative for him was Bjork's cover of the jazz standard, Like Someone in Love. ¶¶
0: I got another one. I got another one. I got another one. All right. So, another one that really, um, another one that really hit me. There's a Bjork song. It's a cover of, of some old song. I'm not sure what the song is, but, um, the song, the Bjork song is called, um, uh, Like Someone in Love. It's off her, um, her first, not her real first album, but her, her, her album is called Debut. But, um, I love that song, man. The first the first time I heard that song, I cried, yo. I don't even like it. That sounds hella corny, but it was fire. Like, it just like, you know, th- I remember exactly where I was when I first heard that. Mm. I was in the desert. I was in the desert, and it took me a week to download that f- album. And I listened to it. And I don't remember where it was in the, in the checklist, but it was somewhere in the beginning because uh, it didn't take long to get to it. But there was a song right before where she, like, was rapping. and She was singing in the bathroom or some shit. I cannot make this up, bro. The song before that, she was singing in the bathroom, and it transitioned. Like, all the bathroom shit dissipated, and it transitioned into, like, the most beautiful thing I ever heard in my life, yo. Like, I would kill to make a song like this. You will never, you, you'll never hear the influence of me the influence that that this song is put on me because I don't even think I'm capable of making something that good. It's such a fire ass song. I love it. It's just like just cars driving around in the background. It, like it doesn't make any sense, dude. Bjork is like a freakish genius, and I that that's definitely another song that just like I heard that
2: and it just punched me in the gut. Do you think the setting where you were at the time, where you were where you were when you heard that? <laughs> had any sort of influence on that? Were you in an emotional place where it made it different than it would have been if you'd just been at home? Perhaps. You know, I didn't really I didn't really take that into account I guess,
0: but perhaps. But I, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I think that would have because when I heard it it kind of took me out of the place I was. So I think no matter where I was, I would have probably had a similar reaction. But maybe it was maybe it was greatly like
2: affected by like the the settings i was at at the time is there something where this shows up more i mean i think the way you described it it, it actually i'm answering my own question i definitely hear some of that description you had of that song applying to some of your own stuff but yeah yeah that what is your take i mean
0: definitely yeah like i said like there's so many like different like little weird odd things that happened in that song that um really, like, are beautiful to me. Like, the song doesn't have any drums in it. Um, It's just a harp and bjork. And um, it's deceptively simple because it's just, like, it's set up to where all it is is a harp bjork, and, like, that's it. But, like, the way way it's sung and the way it transitions and the way it, like, blossoms and, like, I, I don't even know, man. I don't know what was going on in that. And, like, I think... The atmosphere that that song brings is probably the thing I, that influenced me the most. Like, like I said before, the cars in the background, the like weird things happening in the back that just kind of like... It pulls you in because there's no drums. There's no distraction. It's Bjork's voice, harp, cars in the back. The fuck is going on? It's 1993. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? So like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. incredible, man. That's probably the the most influence you can I can probably I probably take it from that is like the the atmosphere it brought, like the the way it draws you in. Maybe I try to uh, imitate that sometimes.
2: Does it still get you
0: when you listen to that song? Hell yeah, I'm thinking about it. To be honest, it makes it makes me it just makes me feel good, man. That a song like that exists. I'm just like I don't know. Like when I hear shit like that, it just
2: like. Uh, it reassures me or something. Well, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting choice of words. Can you tell me more about it that reassures you?
0: It's just like, I don't know. Every now and then, like, you just hear something that just, like, breaks the fourth wall or something. And, like, for that, for that, that song was that for me. You know, it just, like, it just
2: reassures me that, like,
0: (laughs) I don't know, man, (laughs) music like that can be made.
2: <laughs> right. Well, that's I when you said reassures me, it made me think first of it as an artistic impulse. I like it reassured you that yeah, something like this can exist, and that can somebody can create it. And I didn't yeah, that a human being like, can make this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you meant it that way, or if it's like you was just reassuring, like a pat on the back sort of thing. Oh, okay. no,
0: no, no. Like, like, like it. Re- it reassures me as an artist. Like it reassures me that, like, you know. I don't know. I don't need reassurance that, you know, music is like a, a beautiful thing or
2: whatever, but it's it's just that kind of courty shit. I don't know. <laughs> and at that time did you think of yourself as a as an artist, as a creative person, or in the back of your mind even? I wanted I
0: wanted to be. I wanted to be an artist, but I knew I wasn't at the time. I was a soldier at the time. So I was just it just made me feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing when I heard that. <laughs>
1: The final song chosen by Peggy was Cameron's 2002 track, Dead or Alive. Bring
0: The next one that probably influenced me the most. <laughs> yo, this is random, yo. My my list probably not gonna make no sense to nobody. But um, I've said I've said this in interviews before, but I've, I've never been specifically asked about it. I guess like in this context, but, there's a song on. Cam'ron's album. Cam'ron's one of my favorite rappers. There's a song on Cam'ron's album, Come Home With Me, that, um, it's called Dead or Alive. Now, I stole this CD. Wait, no, I stole a different CD. My, uh, <laughs> one of my family members had this CD. One of my family members had this CD, and, um, I just picked it out of a random bunch of CDs and put it in there and played it. And I was listening to the album, and I, I, I liked it, but I was, like, real young at the time. I didn't have... No context to like what was really I was really listening to until I got to that song Dead or Alive. So there's a song called Dead or Alive, and when you listen to it now, it may not stand out at all. It may sound like dated. It may sound like whatever. But at the time, that was the first time I ever heard a song with a. That was the first time I heard a song with a soul sample in it. You know, I was like 11 or something. I never heard a song with a soul sample in it or like. That was the first time I heard it, and it like I, I was like, what is that? Like, I, I wondered how they did that. Like, how did they make that noise? Like, how did they make them squeaky chipmunk noises? is what I used to think of them as. But, you know, from that, I started thinking, like, how do I, you know, because I, I, I wanted to, like, make music too. So, like, I was just trying to figure it out, and I just, through research, I eventually discovered sampling because of my interest through that song. And the interesting thing, the person who produced that song is Kanye West. So that's really, wow. it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. It's re- you're right, exactly, right? So weird. I looked it up years later, and I was like, I wonder who made that beat. That's wild. <laughs> that's so weird, man. It, right. it was
2: like, it's like I was myself before I was myself or something. So you were 11 at this point, so this is the earliest of the three songs you talked about. And yeah. you said, you did say you wanted to, be a musician or you wanted to know how to make music how to be it
0: yeah I, I was I mean I was like 11 I was doing whatever 11 year old is doing to pursue a music career you know I mean? <laughs> but, in, in, in or 10 or whatever in like in the year 2000 which was nothing but like just imitating people and like trying to figure, figure out like I didn't have internet at the time I didn't know how they did that it's a genuine mystery like I didn't know how beats were made none of that like my interest in, in it kind of was fostered from my interest in like how that song existed mechanically you know what I'm saying like I was interested in a technical perspective. I may not have known it at the time, but that's what it was. I was like, what did they do to make this? you know what I'm saying like I wanted to know specifically, but um yeah, and that 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 kind of started it my interest in like kind of producing a little bit to be honest and then like from there I just did my research and then, you know by the time I was like 13, 12 or so. I had, a, I, and you know, started already. Started doing this. Shit. Yeah, that song is very pivotal. It's not like a standout song. There's nothing technically special about it. But for me at the time, didn't know, never heard nothing like that, and didn't
2: understand it. So it made me feel really complicated. <laughs> can you look at back at that now and see how it's done? You can see the contours of it. You can know how. It's done. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can kind of look back now and kind
0: of like it, it. Yeah, I can I can figure it out a little bit better now. But um, still, it, I mean, it, it still sounds great to me. It's still a great beat. Like it's it's like even after you figure out how something is made, it just makes you appreciate it more. That's why I really wanted to figure it out because I wanted to be able to. I respected it so much. I was like, God, I want to be you know half as good as that. And, you know, I didn't even know it was Kanye I was trying to chase at the time. Mm-hmm. It i have too much of an emotional attachment to music to ever like make it and thinking like or, or like think of it in, in in like a rigid way you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. music itself the, the art of music it's like it's not you you can't touch it you can't feel it it's just there it's a sound so like you know i i would never i would never like try to apply like you know any kind of linear thought to it because like I don't know. Then it would not be fun. <laughs> I, I like mu- I like music too much. I just like listening to it. So, uh, yeah know, but when I hear things like that, it, it really piques my interest. Just like Tommy. come on. So you had that money in order. Jim, come through with wolves and let the hungry extort you. Now, how was that for the drama suspense? Any beef or piranhas get sent? Kidnapped your mama for rent. Hot shots from the fly. I'm breaking bread with my guy.
1: This has been Essential Tremors. Essential Tremors is produced by me, Matt Byers, and Lee Gardner. Essential Tremors is distributed by WYPR Baltimore and NPR. Look for and subscribe to all of WYPR's podcasts at wypr.org podcastcentral. For more information about Essential Tremors, go to essentialpodcast.com.